hot flashes, vaginal dryness, painful sex, low libido, recurrent urinary tract infections, weight gain, insomnia, orgasm? What orgasm? Menopause is a very special time, and I'm betting you've not gotten a lot of information from your own doctor. I'm Dr. Lauren Stryker, a clinical professor of obstetrics and gynecology, the medical director of the Northwestern Medicine Center for Sexual Medicine and Menopause, a practicing gynecologist, best-selling author, and a nationally recognized menopause expert. My mantra has always been, if women are given good information, they'll make good choices. And I'm here to give you the inside information on all things menopause. Along with hot flashes and sandpaper sex, add the sudden inability to have an orgasm to the list of postmenopause surprises your mother forgot to warn you about. But if you're one of the many women whose fireworks have turned into barely a flicker, I have good news for you. Really good news. A functional penis, intercourse, and estrogen are unnecessary requirements when it comes to having an orgasm. After low libido, Difficulty achieving orgasm is the second most common sexual problem in postmenopause women. But at best, at best, only 2% of women discuss it with their doctor. In a perfect fantasy medical world, the conversation would go like this. So, the doctor says, now that we've discussed your weight, breast health, and blood pressure, let's talk about your ability to have an orgasm. Well, doctor, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm actually having a lot of trouble. That's pretty common as women age, and I have a number of solutions to offer you. Now let's talk about the real world conversation, the one that usually goes like this. Um, so, doctor, one last thing. I'm having trouble having an orgasm, and I'm wondering if you have any suggestions that might help. Not really. That happens sometimes as women age. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. Yeah. So doctors pretty much never bring it up. And when the conversation does happen, it's generally started by women who are desperate for help and end up walking out the door with essentially no information. So I'm going to go there. We're going to have that conversation. Now, when I'm talking about women who have trouble with orgasm post-menopause, I'm not talking about women who've never had an orgasm. That's a different situation. I'm talking about women who had no problem having an orgasm before they entered menopause, and then suddenly, or gradually, it's just not happening, or it's taking so long it's exhausting, or it's such a weak orgasm that it hardly seems worth the trouble. There are four biologic requirements to have an orgasm. Number one, there needs to be some arousal, which can be triggered by either physical or emotional stimulation, ideally both. The second requirement is physical stimulation. And while physically touching the clitoris is not always required, it is in the vast majority of women. Number three, there needs to be an intact neurologic system. There are over 8,000 teeny nerve endings in the clitoris, which send signals to the spinal cord and brain. Those nerve endings need to be healthy and responsive. And finally, number four, an adequate blood supply not only is needed for vaginal lubrication and to facilitate other genital changes that occur with arousal, but also to feed those 8,000 nerve endings. So arousal, stimulation, healthy nerve endings, and blood flow are the ingredients to the orgasm cocktail. Notice estrogen is not on the list. Estrogen helps. I'll get to that later, but it's not required. 
The real issue for most postmenopause women is that decreased blood flow because of aging, low estrogen, and damage to blood vessels from medical problems such as diabetes, cancer treatments, multiple sclerosis, or vascular disease can all sabotage the ability of nerve endings to respond. There are two approaches to waking up those nerve endings and reclaiming your orgasm. The first is to increase clitoral sensitivity. The second is to increase clitoral stimulation. But before I give you the specifics on just how to both increase sensitivity and increase stimulation, I want to mention that a sudden loss of the ability to orgasm may be because of a medication, such as an antidepressant or because of a medical condition. Just like guys who have ED, diabetes, kidney disease, or a cardiovascular problem may be the culprit. So if you haven't had a checkup in a while, now's the time. Let's start with some strategies to increase clitoral sensitivity. The best way to wake up those nerve endings is by increasing clitoral blood flow, starting with estrogen. I know, I said estrogen isn't required, but a little estrogen can make a big difference. Local vaginal estrogen increases blood flow not only to the vagina and vulva, but also to the clitoris, which is why I advise women who are having difficulty with orgasm to routinely apply estrogen cream directly to the clitoris. If estrogen isn't an option, a vasodilator such as arginine or aminophilin can be compounded into a cream and applied directly to the clitoris. These products are not FDA approved for this purpose. There are actually no drugs FDA approved to facilitate orgasm in women. So this approach has not been tested in the kind of large scale studies that are required for a drug to get FDA approved. But there is data that suggests it's beneficial. Your gynecologist may not be familiar with these creams. So you may need to seek out a sexual medicine expert to get a prescription. The use of CBD is also potentially helpful. CBD is a known vasodilator, so theoretically, it should increase blood flow to the clitoris. But like most cannabis products, it has not been tested other than in bedrooms around the country. I do tell my patients to apply some CBD oil directly to the clitoris around 30 minutes prior to sexual stimulation. Don't forget to slowly rub it in. I cover the use of cannabis in menopause in detail in episode number nine. There are a number of FDA-approved and off-label prescription drugs that are used to increase libido and arousal, and it appears that these drugs also help with orgasm. This makes sense, since arousal is one of the requirements to have an orgasm. So while systemic estrogen, testosterone, phlebanserin, bremelanotide, and vaginal DHEA are primarily intended for other purposes, they may dramatically facilitate the ability to orgasm. There's also some evidence that pelvic floor physical therapy not only enhances the ability to have a satisfying pelvic floor contraction during orgasm, but may increase the ability of the clitoris to respond by sending more blood flow to the genitals. The second strategy, once you've increased blood flow to the clitoris, is to increase stimulation. Makes sense, right? If nerve endings are not as responsive as they used to be, you just may need to stimulate them more. If you were always able to have an orgasm with clitoral pressure, oral, or manual stimulation, those maneuvers may no longer be exciting enough for nerve endings that are tired, old, or damaged. Increasing stimulation is simple. If the only thing that vibrates is your cell phone, it's time to go shopping. I cannot tell you how many women tell me they're not able to have an orgasm. And then when I ask if they're able to have an orgasm when they use their vibrator, the response is almost always, well, of course I can. Bob, aka your battery operated boyfriend, is reliable, low maintenance, always good to go. And most important, 
almost always triggers an orgasm. But make sure your vibrator of choice gives you clitoral stimulation. There's also an over-the-counter device, Intensity, which combines clitoral stimulation and pelvic floor stimulation to facilitate orgasm, a really strong orgasm. If you're reluctant to use a vibrator during partnered sexual activity, I promise that the majority of partners want to give you pleasure and will be happy to accommodate a toy to help the process. There are many vibrators that are intended to be used during partner sexual activities and are designed to be used even during intercourse. Men enjoy vibrators too, and you might want to check out episode episode 14, Need to Know Info About the Penis in Your Bed, for more information on that. What about Viagra? It's so tempting. His little blue pills are sitting there just waiting for you. Viagra and other phosphodiesterase type 5 inhibitors, such as Cialis, have been shown to increase genital blood flow in men, but are not FDA approved and have not been widely tested in women. Having said that, there is data to suggest that these drugs can be effective in some women and are particularly helpful in women who have difficulty having an orgasm because of their antidepressant, diabetes, or multiple sclerosis. And good news, a topical transdermal PDE5 inhibitor intended for women is currently in development. Finally, what about women who do not have clitoral sensation because of a spinal cord injury or other medical problem? There's actually a backup system. Stimulation of the cervix can stimulate the pelvic branch of the vagus nerve, which leads to the brain, but not via the spinal cord. The vagus nerve provides an alternate pathway and is the pathway used in the case of vaginal orgasm, meaning women who are able to have an orgasm with deep penetration as opposed to clitoral stimulation. We now know that women who experience both clitoral and non-clitoral orgasms experience two different types of sensation. And research shows that depending on where an orgasm originates determines what part of the brain lights up on an MRI. So there you have it. Can you have pleasurable sexual activity without an orgasm? Of course. But if you would like to reclaim your ability to orgasm, you do not have to give up. There are solutions, lots of them. I'm Dr. Lauren Stryker, and thank you for joining me. You will find lots more information in my inside information books available on Amazon.com. And follow Francie as she navigates her way through vaginal dryness, hot flashes, and pretty much every menopausal symptom you can think of. I feel